0: Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. I don't have a long message this morning, um, but it is around the the uh, the story of of Christ's birth and the theme. It's probably up there, isn't it? Yeah, finding Jesus. Now well, it's not like finding Nemo, right? It's it's not like Jesus got lost. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's some lost involved in the story, so we'll get into that in a little while. But I want to I want to read to you um, from Matthew, and this is one of the accounts. There's the several accounts of the the birth of Christ, and uh, this is the one where the wise men sort of have a bit of involvement in a the story there's another one where the shepherds are involved and that's a great story as well and they're true stories and they're all written from different perspectives so one person saw the value of this to highlight and 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 so this is the story that um, revolves around what happened with the wise men so um, Matthew chapter 1 and we're going to start at verse 18 and uh, in my bible it's entitled Um, Christ born of Mary now the birth of Jesus was as follows after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together she she was found with child of the Holy Spirit then Joseph her husband being just a man and not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away secretly which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And so they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet you, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judea are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he was secretly When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into their house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him, they pre, sorry, presented gifts to him: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then they, divine, then being divinely warmed in a dream, that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country, another way. Interestingly enough, when you read a story like that, and and we know from other readings of the story that there's a lot more involved. There's the the story of how Mary and Joseph came into the stable, the manger where Jesus was born, and there's the story of the shepherds in the fields. Um, But this particular story is interesting because you find two people seeking to find Jesus, you, find, you see the wise men seeking to find Jesus because they want to come and worship him. And then you see Herod wanting to seek and find Jesus because he wants to harm him. And so there's two different ways of seeing Jesus. And it's really all about what we do when we find Jesus. That's all. That's the key. You see, you can find Jesus. But what do you do with him when you find him? And the world today is singing songs, as I mentioned earlier, and we know that. There's an element that you would say, well, the world has found Jesus, but they haven't really found Jesus. It's like the whole of Jerusalem was aware because they were all worried. It wasn't just Herod, the whole of Jerusalem apparently, because all the scribes and Pharisees, they all came together and they all knew that these wise men had seen a star in the east. Well, who were they? Wise men who'd seen a star in the east. People who were looking for signs, saw a sign, and came. And would they have known about the prophecies that these scribes and Pharisees should have known all about? That Herod should have known all about? Because Herod was a Jew, he wasn't a Roman, right? He was the king of the Jews. And suddenly there was this new king on the scene and he got a bit worried, didn't he? And he wanted to sort it out. They should have known. Isn't it interesting that the scribes and the Pharisees, when asked where does the prophecy say that the king of the Jews would be born, they went and found it in scripture and said, well, this is what it says, so that's where he must be. Hello. They must have known that it was the real deal. Unless, of course, someone had got hold of the prophecy and said, let's make it all up and just follow the pattern so it looks good, you know. Well, it's interesting that you can have a situation where you're looking for something. You're looking for direction. You're looking for purpose. You're looking for what you're trying to find and then something presents itself and you're wondering, is this real? Is this really the way? Is this God? Is this, you know, and... In normal, natural life, we see elements of this unfolding before us if we take our eyes and look. I believe that God uses so many things in the natural realm to point back to Jesus. These wise men were seeing stars in the sky, and that was a sign. But see, God placed the star there. It was interesting that the star led them to the area and it wasn't until after they had had an encounter with Herod that they came out and suddenly the star appeared again and it led them to the right place. Sometimes we need to get to the place where we have such a belief and such a faith in whom we are finding that it, will, it leads us to this life that we've been longing for. You know, the world longs for life. The world longs for hope. The world longs for something. There's not a person in the world that doesn't long for meaning, for truth, for hope. You know, the people, even the sports fanatics and the ones who are out fishing every Saturday and Sunday and the ones who are, you know, focusing all their attention on all their toys and this and that, deep down inside, when they get alone, and every single one of them are kind of, there's moments In everybody's life, where we're searching and we're trying to find something. We're wishing there was something more than what we have right now. All these toys and all these things and everything we pursue is just a a way of masking or fulfilling something because the average person in the world today doesn't even believe or doesn't even know what happens to them after they die. They don't know where they're going. I was listening to a couple of ladies on the bus just yesterday Um, older ladies who were getting a little bit frail, and uh, both of them on walking sticks. One of them actually on a stroller, on one of those walkers, you know, with the wheels. And and I I was just close enough to listen to them, and they're talking about, you know, what they do to survive. To survive the pain, to survive the loneliness, and to survive what it is just to get through, you know. And uh, they were, like, alcohol was big on the agenda. You know, and they were talking, they had a bit of a giggle together about what they liked. Oh, I like bubbly, you know. <laughs> and so oh, I just love my bubbly, you know. And you can just hear them chatting away. And in the midst of it, I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's interesting that they haven't found Jesus, they haven't found hope, they haven't found direction. They have, they're aimless, they, they're looking for something to fulfill or fill the void. And here in this story, we see the saviour of the world has been born. The, the long-awaited Messiah. And, and the interesting thing is that all these scribes and Pharisees had been waiting for him. Been, they knew the scripture. They, they, these were Jews who knew that there was going to be a king of the Jews who would redeem them and set them free. And they have been waiting. And then when he shows up, they're like, let's kill him. Like, it just doesn't make sense, does it? Now, I was thinking about all this during the week, and uh, some of you know that I've been um, playing around with an old boat to try and get it on the water, and I did my license recently, redid my boat license recently. and, uh, And I was thinking about what do you do if you're out in the middle of the ocean and you can't see land? You've got to find direction somehow, don't you? That's why when they teach you, they say you've got to take a compass with you. Now, what does a compass do? It helps you find true north. Does anyone know what that means? See, now, true north is somehow magnetically the the arrow will point to true north. And when you can find true north, then you get your chart or your map, which has got north pointed, and then you put that over next to the compass, or the compass over that, and you go, okay, so that's north, you've got to put the chart to north, then you know, okay, so if we're going in that direction, that means we're going north-west, or is it east? That way. <laughs> Come on, someone help me. North, south, east, west. East-west. Oh yeah, that's right, because you're this way. Okay, so it is northwest, yes. Duh. Right. Okay, so See, this is how good I am. I'm going to be in all sorts of trouble if I get out there and I can't see land, hey? Okay, so I had this, this thought. Imagine for a moment you're on a cruise liner. With a whole bunch of people, someone, some folk have been on cruise liners. It's kind of exciting. But you get out there where north, south, east, west, you can't see land. Now what happens if the captain of the ship goes down? You've got to find somebody who knows how to navigate to point the thing in the right direction, right? Now, imagine, and this is just a made-up story, but imagine for a moment you've got all these people from all around the world on this ship, and you've got some bright spark who says, oh, I know how to use a compass. And everybody, I don't believe in compasses. <laughs> you know, I don't believe in them, you know? And, and so they're all like, so over here, you've got a committee that forms, right? And we're going to work it out which way to go. And someone comes up with a bright idea, well, in my part of the world, the waves always go from east to west. So let's just look at that, and then we work it out. You know, east to west, okay, that must be north, you know, or somewhere, somewhere like that, right? And and then you've got another group over here who's saying, no, 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 that's not the way it works. You've got to look at the swirls, you know, and they come up with some... Highfalutin plan about swirls, and that's how you're going to get your direction. And so you've got all these committees. They're all trying to work out how to organise to get the boat going in the right direction. And what ends up happening is they come, you know, they're sort of just floating around in the middle of the ocean. And I'm sure I saw that wave somewhere before. (laughs) And you've got... I don't know what it would be like, to be honest, to be that far out that you can't see land and you don't have a compass. In the old days, um, there are horror stories like that where people would just float around forever and just be, you know, be on the currents. And sometimes those currents would bypass land completely and take them all around the world. And, and they, they wouldn't get where they got to go. And maybe they see an island, a little tiny island somewhere, and they don't even know what island it is because they, they can't read the charts, they don't have direction, they don't know where true north is. And the reality is, is that unless they find true north... They're lost. It's by chance and by hope. And the average person in the world today is living their spiritual life by chance. The average person in the world has no clue. They might come up with some kind of a plan and you've got a group over here, you know, some religious group or whatever it might be that comes up with a plan based on what they have experienced in the past or some idea or some thought. But the reality is unless you go to true north, unless you find true north and you have your charts and you put, line them up and go in the direction that you're supposed to go according to the charts and true north, you'll never get where you got to go. You might land somewhere by chance, but invariably you'll, it's impossible. If you have a particular island or a particular place you want to get to. Hey, Sean, would you mind just tapping those fans in the corner? Um, Do you know where they are next to the... Anybody who knows them? Because they've just gone off and it's quite warm. Thanks. Yeah, Jeff will show you. They're on a timer, they go off. (laughs) So, here we have a situation where... Just like, just like in a scenario that is just all made up out to sea, without knowing true north, without knowing direction, without having a compass, without having a chart, we are lost. We, in our earth realm existence today, are in exactly the same situation spiritually. Without true north, who is true north? Jesus Christ is our true north. Jesus Christ is our stable point. Jesus Christ is the center of all of humanity. You know, isn't it interesting that in our modern world, we still call it 2019, 2020, all based on one man, Jesus Christ, all based on the Son of the living God. Isn't that interesting? He's our true not. And our charts, well, we've got our charts. We've got got the Word of God. Now, you can't, you can't possibly understand the Word of God if you don't have Jesus. You can read it and try and get it and try and understand it, but you won't. If you don't have true north, you won't get it. You can look at it and you go, oh, this says this and it says this and it says that, and I don't like this bit, and I'm not sure about that, and my experience says this and my experience says that. But if you look at the Word of God through Jesus, through the lens of Jesus you'll find direction, you find hope, you'll find truth, you find peace. you find... You see, a lot of people, they read the Word of God, they read the Old Testament, they read all the stories, but they're not reading necessarily through the grid of Jesus. When you read through... You have to read Jesus first before you understand the rest. Because so many people get caught. They get caught in law, they get caught in rules, they get caught in, you know, all the things that we see as patterns prior to Christ. And then Jesus comes along and he shifts everything. And until we get Jesus, until we find Jesus and we allow him to be our truth. You see, we have to be like the the wise men, not like Herod. See, we're seeking Jesus and we're finding Jesus, but what do we do with him when we found him? We've got to receive him, we've got to worship him. If we don't worship Jesus, then he's just another guy. If we don't worship Jesus, he's just another baby in a manger. If we don't worship Jesus, he's just another guy trying to take our throne away. And the reality is he wants to take your throne away. He doesn't want you sitting on the throne of your own life. He wants to, take, he wants to kick you off and says, let me be your Lord, not you. See, that's the, that's the Jesus. See, when we worship Jesus, it's not hard to get off the throne because he's the one we're worshiping. But when, when we're all about self, we want to stay on the throne and we want to harm Jesus. We don't literally want to harm Jesus, but we might. In other words, we might want to ignore him. We might want to stay on that throne. We might want to do our own thing. But we know the consequences of doing our own thing. The Word of God says that if we continue in our sin, there's a a result. Eternity without Christ. Eternity without God. And we don't enter into the fullness of what we're called to enter into without Christ. But when we have received Christ. See now, those of us who are part of church, we have enough knowledge. Most of us have been brought up. Some of us have been brought up in Sunday school since we are kids. We've heard all the stories. We've been to a lot of Christmas carols, events. <laughs> we've heard about Jesus in the manger. We've heard about Jesus in the temple as a 12-year-old. We've heard about Jesus cleansing the temple. I even spoke about that last week. We've heard about Jesus healing the sick and raising the dead. We've heard about Jesus preaching on the hillside and feeding thousands of people with with all the miracles, walking on water. We've heard about that Jesus. We've heard about the Jesus who died on the cross. We've heard about the Jesus who rose from the dead. We've heard about the Jesus who said, go into all the world and teach everybody to follow me and I'll be with you always to the end of the world. We've heard all about that Jesus, but what have we done with him? What do we do with him today? We turn up to church, but does that mean we've really embraced Jesus? See, a lot of people are going to church today and they haven't embraced Jesus. Jesus, see, all of Jerusalem were kind of keen to find this Jesus. They all knew something had happened. Someone had been born. Imagine Imagine being the um, the guy who cleans out the stable, right? And uh, and you and you're watching as these wise men come in, and you're watching as these shepherds come in, and you're watching grown men fallen on their faces before a little baby, and you're thinking, what what's all this about? All I'm just here to clean up the poop. You know, you're the stable hand. And you're thinking, why, why, why they got a baby in a manger anyway? That's like for the horses and the donkeys. But you're thinking, well, you know, I suppose it's the only place there was. Imagine you're just curious, and you're in the you're in the meeting. <laughs> you're watching it all happen, and you're like, well, that's pretty nice, you know. Wow, look at that gold frankincense and mirror. I wonder if I could get some of that. And you're wanting a little bit of the anointing and you're wanting a bit of this and you're wanting a bit of that, but you still haven't embraced Jesus. You don't know who he is. You know, there are people in church today who don't know who Jesus is. But we do, don't we? We know True North. We've got our compass and our charts. Now, we've got to forget the committees We've got to go back to that little 12 year old boy who comes up and says, I've been a Boy Scout, so I know how to, I've done orienteering, I know how to use a compass. And sometimes it's as simple as that, isn't it? Let's line the compass up. Okay, now we've got to go this direction because that's where it's telling us to go. Sometimes the, the most darndest things in the world are so simple. Following Jesus isn't that hard. We think it is. Because we don't want to get off the throne. <laughs> but my golly, if we get off that throne and we worship him, we get on our knees and worship him, it's not that hard after that because he's in control. He's in charge. and we just got to go where he tells us to go, do what he tells us to do. And if our ideas don't fit with his, we've got to change our ideas. Yeah? Isn't that true? It's as simple as that. So this this Christmas, and I guess you may have sensed my heart for those who are encountering the songs and encountering the Christmas spirit and encountering the stable and encountering all the hoo-ha and encountering all the commotion. That somewhere in the midst of that, that we would continue to uphold those who are looking and not seeing and ask the Lord to reveal just to take the blindfold away. Lord, we're praying for revelation. Forget the committees. Forget what you've seen in the past. Forget where you think. It's as simple as put the compass there. Find true north. Who's true north? Jesus. Line him up with the the charts. Get the Bible, the word of God, which is true. It doesn't change. It's the same. Now, we might have different versions of it. We might have a few different phrases within what I just read may be slightly different from what you read in yours. You might have a New Living Translation or a Message Bible or some other one, but I tell you what, if you read it with Jesus as your grid, if you look at those charts with Jesus as your compass... It'll make sense. It'll make sense. But I want to encourage you this this Christmas, no matter what you do, wherever you go, don't lose sight of Jesus. Don't lose sight of True North. Because the, the the direction that you have in your life will be all over the shop, if you do. And I've seen too many people, even in... Christian circles, people have been around the Lord for all their life, just lose sight of Jesus. and They lose their peace, they lose their hope, they lose their joy, they stop worshipping him. They start trying to work it out for themselves. But let's pray, not only for those outside, but even for our own self and our own families and, our, and those who are dear and loved to us. That each one of us would just have a focus and a focal point this Christmas and that being Jesus. Amen? Alright. I'm just gonna pray and uh just gonna ask the Lord to really reveal Himself, not only to us, but to all those who are seeking to find Jesus this Christmas. Father, we just thank you that you are our true North, that you are. Our hope that you are our direction, that you are our purpose giver, that you are the redeemer, that you are the forgiver of sins, that you did come into this world, born of a virgin, to create a new and living way for each person. Father God, if the captain of our ship has gone down, it's <laughs> probably a good thing, because we need you. Father, we just ask right now that you would release to us just a fresh revelation of who you are. A fresh revelation of the direction for our life. I pray, Father, for anybody here today who feels like they've lost a little bit of momentum with you, perhaps lost direction, perhaps lost their energy, perhaps they've lost the heart to fall on their knees and worship you. I pray, Father God, that each one of us would be like those wise men and those shepherds who encountered the truth, who saw the signs, who heard the voice of God. And when they found Jesus, fall on their knees and worship him. I pray, Father God, that each one of us would have a fresh fresh revelation this Christmas that our first port of call is to worship Jesus to find our true north thanks for listening this has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast if you'd like more information about our church go to www.kingdomcc.com.au